Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so excited to be here at Deja Brew Lounge, sipping on some coffee with our guest today. It's Veej. It's, a, it's actually, Valentine now, yeah, actually? I, was, I, I had to really quickly say actually. Actually? You already know I'm a different person. <laughs> He's brand new uh, for 2019. Heavy <laughs> <Had new> packaging. <laughs> yeah. The, the Limited the edition. Packaging got smaller. You know what I mean? No, I'm just playing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this isn't the first time I had a Coffee and Congress with Beej. He was actually on the platform in 2016. And that was like basically when we first met. And so we've been yeah. really good friends ever since. Yeah, I think. Uh, Trisha was like, yo, you gotta meet this person. And then you're like, yeah, Trisha keeps talking to you, about you, so let's do a let's do a It was a random happenstance meeting. At over, James Gavi. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Alyssa read me like a book, man. <laughs> she like knew details about my life. I didn't have to mention it. So. Yes. So now, basically. Now she knows me in real life. So. Yeah. He's awesome. So <laughs> I'm sure everyone is familiar with Veej, and if you don't know who he is already... How about oh you gosh. take it off and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit of your story. Um, I'm Veej. Kind of do a little bit of everything. It kind of changes through the years, but mainly graphic designer, creative, uh, photographer. I do a podcast. I have a clothing brand. I throw a couple of events in San Diego. I'm part of a f- collective in the Bay Area. Uh, all things creative. Grew up in Japan. Um, went to school in the Bay, got a job in the Bay, started freelancing in 2015, the end of 2015, still freelancing now. Um, yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to be doing a couple more things in this year. So yeah. a few things I would love to talk about, about our future <laughs> potential projects. I'm yeah. just kidding, but, um, <laughs> you balance so many things out and I think it's so fascinating that you are able to put your hands in so many things here in the community and just creatively mm. how do you know like how do you segment your time to manage these things and do they all intersect i think there's so many times where people say like oh you have to focus on one thing and be really good at that um yeah it's that's really interesting you bring that up or that last part but okay i'll address the first part so i'm not very good at time management but i believe in being able to make time like whether it be for personal projects or people or things you want to do. And I mean, that might be a little like soapboxy or talking from the soapbox because I'm a freelancer and I do have time to do things. But I mean, that was like a personal choice of mine to be able to do all these things. Um, I would say if it matters to you, you make time. And then I don't really, I don't have like apps or anything that I use to manage my time or I don't make use of my Google Calendar oh, as much as I should. That's stressful. <laughs> people, yeah, people invite me to do things on the Google Calendar, and I kind of forget about it. But I always tell them, yo, just text me like the n- night before, and then I'll remember. But um, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah no, it's, quite the way to live. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I don't like getting like tied down to things. Like I have a hard time planning things, planning ahead like a couple months or a couple weeks. I don't know where I'm gonna be tomorrow, so like. I just kind of like to be flexible, but I mean, you know me already, like everything kind of mm-hmm. gets done, not sure. even eventually, but it, it gets done when it needs to. Um, but yeah, the interesting thing you said was 
about you should just do one thing and be mm-hmm. great at it. The homie I saw yesterday, he like runs his own studio. He like taught at each one teach one. I was kind of just chopping it up with him and catching up. And he actually brought that up that some people just reduce, maybe reduce not the right word, but um, pick a specialty and just become like the greatest at it. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's great. Like some people can do that. I don't. I don't know if I have the focus for that or um, the commitment to specialize in one thing because my interests are pretty like vast like all things creative like like, yeah podcasts is like audio like i dj'd a couple times like that's fun like if i wasn't having fun then i wouldn't be doing all these things so i think that might be where all like the drive comes from but i definitely think that if you could pick a specialty like you should Mm because i feel like i'm really good at a lot of things but not specifically not especially great at one thing which could give me like a bigger bag you know make more money or like mm-hmm. i could have been bigger than i am or whatever however big i am like like people have talked to me about that so I was, it's something i'm super not super self-conscious about but it comes up because like i was saying like who knows what i'll be doing this year right. whatever catches my interest but yeah my main thing is design i think i'm really good at that but my attention and skills are spread out through all my interests nice so while you were speaking i was thinking like if you could only pick one thing Mm -hmm. to dedicate like say you literally could only choose one thing to earn money from Mm -hmm. or to make your career and like your your thing Mm -hmm. do you think you could pick one right now i think it would depend on the circumstances of it because i don't think i'm at the level i would want to be at to just pick one thing like if I was okay for graphic design, like I think all I want to do is get a like a, a like a plaque, you know, like you know when people get a platinum plaque like for for like records and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the graphic designer gets one too, so I want to get one of those. And then if I got that, then I'd be like, yo, okay, I'm cool with this. But I think my my like the heart of my passion maybe is is partly um, the community, which is why I do the events. Mm. And then, but I have this like. Uh, this thing about photography where it doesn't stress me out and I like to do it and I just like to record moments and stuff Um, and if I can do that and get paid and live off of that and make an impact doing that then I I would do that like forever like because you can travel off of that you can make an impact you can spread awareness Mm -hmm. not that you can't do that with design but I just like photography because it was like the first introduction to creativity that I had yeah um and then on the side, like if I could do this for the rest of my life, I would. I'd like to be like an extra in movies and TV shows. Just not say anything, but I just like think it's cool. And then You're maybe, like, <laughs> yeah, maybe and take take photos behind the scenes because I know some actors they they be doing that. Oh, and that's like, cool. And they produce some great like photos, like some moments. So. Yeah. yeah. Talking about all the things that you are a part of and that mm. you do, do you feel like sometimes maybe you neglect some of those things? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think last year. I neglected a lot of my personal projects for my newer projects. Like, you, you ever seen that meme where it was like the dude looking at the new girl while oh, he's yeah. holding his girlfriend's <laughs> hand? It's like, yeah, like my past projects is the old girlfriend, the new projects and ideas is the, is the girl walking by. Mm-hmm. That was like me last year because, um, like I said, I had the podcast, the clothing brand. I even had like a little design studio with my homies and all that kind of fell by the wayside when I started doing community events because I just got like caught up in that and 
just because I'm super passionate about my ideas, so I like to see them come into fruition. Like I can't, like if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Or like, yeah, very true. If I put it out there, I'm gonna do it. Um, and I think I found like the key to that, and I just rode the wave. And I think the key to that was just um, almost like getting in where I fit in, like uh, collaborating with the right people is like the mm-hmm. most important part. Because I wouldn't have been able to do any of those if I didn't partner up with the specific people I partnered up with for each thing. Um, and then that kind of just left part of the responsibility on them and not all on me. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as control, I have like control issues sometimes. So <laughs> as many as much control issues that I have, like it's it's good to have a partner and things. So oh, that that helped out. Um, but yeah, I think this year is my my focus is to be able to do it all. But I think the way I did that is through. Um, setting manageable expectations and goals because i think in the past i just want to do things on a on a scale that i can't achieve with my attention like divided Mm. now i'm just doing small things like with the brand it's like one t-shirt like a month or something or the podcast is gonna be like one podcast a month and i'm still gonna be doing these events at the same scale and even bigger and just while still designing and taking photos and hopefully traveling and all that so um yeah it's a lot to like maintain too but uh it's pretty fulfilling like i do like i said i do have the time um sometimes i'm like fake busy but a lot of times i'm really (laughs) i'm really busy dude like yeah like sometimes i I sit there like not doing anything but knowing i should be doing a lot of things and then (laughs) i'm not very good at finding like actual quiet moments to relax because i'm still thinking about all that other stuff so mm, yeah that's really mm. hard to do that was like me earlier today i was mm. like i know i should be doing this but i'm just yeah. gonna take a step back because i can't think right now and i do not want to think about it yeah um, i think those i think like quiet moments are super um important to people who have a lot of things that they got to do because you're not going to be you're not going to let yourself find a quiet moment so i think life kind of lets makes you like sit down and be still and just like reflect or like prioritize very true very true um for those who don't know what is your podcast your brand and the events that you host um okay so the clothing brand it's like the second iteration of clothing that i've done like i've had an old clothing brand and this is the newest one called one and none as much as i'd love to attach a message to it i just like the name i wrote it down my sketchbook a couple years ago and then i was like okay this is like the perfect name like I kind of just like what it means. Just you're your own being, you know. But it's funny because the messaging is about that we all we got. So like, mm-hmm. as individuals, if you can open yourself up to just being part of a community of individuals, like, I think a lot of crazy things can happen, especially when there's like no egos involved. Like, yeah. it's just for the betterment of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's been going on for like two years. Last year was I only had I don't think I even put anything out. So, um, yeah. So this is the, on going on third year maybe or something like that. Podcast is called One Degree of Separation. It's really just about me and the connections I've been fortunate enough to make just throughout the years. Just being able to live in different places, do different things like living in the Bay Area, growing up in Japan. Uh, being a professional in the Bay Area, being a student in the Bay Area, and an artist and a creator in the Bay Area, like, opened me up to a lot of people and having mentors and stuff. 
uh, just taught me a lot. So mm-hmm. I think the podcast is just a platform for me to highlight my friends, my super talented friends like you. You were on the podcast. I was. I was on the podcast. Um, yeah, hopefully I can talk to everybody. And it's cool because um, these people, they're not strangers. Like we've like hung out. We've like spent a lot of time together, mm-hmm. been through some some things. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss on this, but uh, yeah, so we've been through some shit, you know, like, so we can, yeah, so we can talk about some real stuff. They're willing to open up about things and not uh, be superficial or like not be a surface level like conversation. Um, And yeah, and then that's just like a platform for me to, to talk to them, spread what they're doing. And yeah, the whole idea of one degree of separation is just uh, I mean, it's what the name is. It's just my connection to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my homie was just like, yo, you should just do that since you kind of know everybody. Not that I said that because everybody says that to me and it's weird to me when people say that. But um, what else did I do? So I have a, and then I have a side thing, like a little studio thing with my homies that we've neglected last year too, but it's called Five to Nine. Um and I think like the only main project was a selection festival, a selection experience like two years ago. Did the website, um, but yeah, we use that as a as a vehicle to get bigger clients. Mm, right. Because I think as an individual, you, they kind of write you off, like you can't do the whole the scale of the project or the scope. So that's something I'm hoping to bring back or bring back in some form. Um, what else is there? And the events. I do two main events in San Diego. Clean Slate is just um, a marketplace through the form of a swap meet that we do probably every other month. Just started out as like a spring cleaning, spring cleaning um, thing, and I mean, timing wise, this year I mean everybody's on that Marie Kondo shit, so mm-hmm. I think it's good timing to have people sell their wares and goods because you know sometimes we can't sell everything that we have so and kind of sits there it's a little discouraging but i think to bring everybody into one place for this one purpose of supporting the community like the brands and uh artists like that's what it's about like all the events that i do is really just about bringing the various groups that i've been lucky enough to be a part of and be friends with and have connections with together because my one my one issue with like a lot of communities is that they're very separate or clicky and I just don't see the point in that because mm-hmm. we can all get money, we can all be friends and we can all get up together. Um, so yeah, that's that's going pretty well. It started off in the back lot of Five and a Dime. If you haven't been there, it's not that big. We only fit like 12 to 16 vendors and the last one had maybe 75 at Green Flash Brewery. So this year we're trying to partner up with various local entities, you know, do different markets and yeah, just have fun with it. Like I was saying. Um, And then the other thing that I do is super special to me. It's each one teach one with uh, Travelers Club and it's a a workshop, creative class series for the creative community that maybe can't afford to go to art school take art classes or just don't know how to get into the scene because it's kind of intimidating or there's like sometimes there's like pretentious pretentiousness involved and like we kind of just want to offer this open space 
for people to learn about things they're interested in. We did like design course, set audio course, photo course, and writing course. And they're all beginner classes. So um, yeah, we had young kids come through, older folks come through, and then a lot of familiar faces. And we're gonna bring that back this year, probably in the summer again, and have a bunch of things leading up to it. We're partnering up with some people. Um, and then, yeah, I do that under, not under my name, but under Youthful Kinfolk from my homies in the Bay. We throw events. And, yeah, I think the moral story is just align yourself with the right people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was like hella long. <laughs> no, see, I mean, that just goes to show how many things you do and mm. you partake in. And that's like not even your freelance yeah. business. Yeah, this is all your like side projects. <laughs> yeah. And I've never met someone so involved in the community as much mm. as Veej because when we first met, we're kind of like one in the same. We have the same values. We understand like the value of community and like helping each other out. And he's mm. managed to do that and grow like clean slate from like he said, like 12 to 16 vendors to 75 just in a matter of months. And that was him doing so much outreach in the community and getting the word out there. And I think it just goes to show, like, if you put in, like, your time and your support into your community, that it's amazing to see what they can do for you or, like, what you guys can do together, essentially. And Yeah, they'll show you love back. Mm-hmm. Like, you just really got to be genuine about your intentions. I think, I don't, I don't know, hopefully it is, it's true, but I, ho- I think a lot of people see my intentions and my partner's intentions and the things that we do so um i mean it's not about the money the money's nice because as a freelancer i need all the streams of income i can get (laughs) but um yeah i mean that'll come later i'm really patient about that so yeah yeah so what i think is so fascinating about you is Mm. that because you're so involved you're also involved in the music community Mm. um and just recently you came from tour with ian and fun fact he's on the podcast and obviously you all know about his story Mm. because i talk about it a bunch but um (laughs) vij has also went on the same tour Uh with kari and i think it's really cool and i'd love to hear like about that experience and kind of like how you got involved and how because ian talks about like the video side and this was even Mm. before he went on tour so he's super stoked about it so it's post tour now like it's been a few months Uh you guys did your show i want to hear all about that okay so i think the origin story is funny uh i actually did a podcast with andrew hasn't come out yet but when we talk about it so i met we have this mutual friend named Angela. She's from Canada. Shout out, Angela. Um, she was in New York. I was in New York at the same time. She was like, hey, come with me to this warehouse party. I want you to meet all these people and just have fun. I was like, cool. So pull up. And it was like, it was called like the swim team party. Uh, or by, thrown by swim team. And she introduces me to this guy named Andrew. And then she introduced me to a bunch of people. And I met Kari there. But it was like in, in some like, oh, this is like in passing type stuff like whatever these guys are from new york i'm just visiting type shit mm-hmm. it was a good time uh i love the energy in new york um and then yeah a couple years later uh travelers club books an artist that andrew used to manage and who actually headlined that show in brooklyn or in bushwick um and i i just i was just like yo dog like 
I was at that show a couple years ago. This is crazy. And I think, and then I come to find out Andrew's from San Diego and it just kind of went on from there that we just built this like brotherhood and connection. And I mean, he's always looking out. I'm always looking out for him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just like a genuine thing that just naturally happened because fortunately enough, like he was able to, him and Kari were able to bring on the homies. Like we didn't have to like outsource anything. We didn't have to look for anybody. There was just like, we already had a videographer we already had a photographer. We already got the homies that could do the merch, that can do the driving, that can DJ. And I think that was the magic of it was that we were all friends. Like, and then we can be patient with each other. It's not like we came here for a job. We got to be too mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and even before actual tour, me, Ian, and Kari, and Vic, and uh, and Andrew, we went on a like a three-stop tour in L.A. And that was kind of the start of like the conversation we did three three dates, like I think it was San Diego, LA, and then Santa Cruz. Not Santa, I always call it Santa Cruz, Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Um, that was three shows, went really well. And it was just a great experience to see like him performing and how things work and how like the background of all these shows that we go to and enjoy, how they operate. And that went well. And then I was like, dog, I'm ready for like, a whole thing like <laughs> so i think we all put that in the universe and like maybe a couple of months later they're like yo we got this we got we got uh hooked on to this tour with Sylvan in the queue and i was like sick dude and they're like eventually they said it was 24 cities 40 days and all around the perimeter of america and two dates in canada and yeah actual tours something new every day uh uh, other than that it was like a great experience to grow with friends and become closer and just you don't know you don't really know people until you travel with them or like mm-hmm. live with them or yeah. especially in a 12-seater van with seven <laughs> grown men you know and sometimes like we can't like sleep in a hotel or find a shower like it tests you but i don't know as a freelancer too like mental fortitude is super important i think me and ian and all of them are already ready because we don't really have day jobs like yeah and we already do handle our business so we're like yo we're here to do like our jobs but also have a good time so i think that was really um important to be emphasized like i think even andrew was kind of talking to me about it in the podcast i had with him was that i was just i was down to just do things in the city or i would just be down to to just mob out or like go out for a drink like because why not we're traveling like i kind of opted out of traveling internationally to go on tour so i was like i might as well travel with my friends around america i've never been to like probably three-fourths of those cities never been to canada and it was cool just seeing old homies on the way uh, along the way and meeting new friends and making these connections and just i mean i wouldn't trade it for the world it was sick so it was a great time hope to do it again maybe in europe Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm putting that in the universe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about the um, the photo show you guys did? Greetings from the green room. Yeah, greetings from the green room. So that I, that was something I proposed to Ian during the tour because I was like, dude, like I've I've been part of art shows like a lot of them, but I've never been the one throwing it, let alone be the one main person like exhibiting. Like I was just always just like a small name on the flyer, you know. So <laughs> I was like okay like i think we're at this point where we have a lot of work to share especially from tour because we didn't share everything 
And the main purpose of the show was to highlight the quieter moments, the background moments, moments you don't see, maybe the tougher moments, just through our lenses, or like him with video, me with photo, even him with photo. And then just the general experience, like the drinks there were the drinks we drank on the road, which is pretty much tequila, pineapple, and tequila, and a lot of Jameson. <laughs> um, we had uh, like maybe 40 bags of cinnamon twist just because we had a, a low-key sponsorship from from uh, Taco Bell. So that was present. Uh, I produced a zine, like a 20-page zine with all film film shots of the background moments. And we had wristbands because we had wristbands to every show. It was just kind of like you're part of the crew, like welcome, you know. And yeah, the green room is just where the artists hang out, get ready, mentally prepare, uh, unwind. And we wanted everybody to experience that because you really can't tell from what we show. We, mm-hmm. you know, we have, obviously we got to show the highlights, maybe the artistic shots, but like not, you can't feel what we felt. So we try to give that as much as we could. And it was the the night before my birthday, so I just wanted to I just wanted to lead into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we hear all the stories about oh, that night. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man! If, but, you, if you know, you know. So don't, yeah. don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out! Shout out, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> well, in regards to your photo show and stuff, are the like what are some other goals for you, like? as an artist mm-hmm. um oh, let's see i want to i want to do okay this, i guess some things off the top of my head i want to do a billboard i want to let's see i want to do i want to produce a book like a photo book maybe because mm. um, the zine the zine was one of the goals i had i've done like a magazine cover before um solo show okay solo show might be like the next thing too um and other than that just some bigger business like things like doing less work for more money yeah and if i can figure out what clicks then move from product or move from service to product whether that be like clothes or photo prints like if if i create some great images like Maybe that'll hold me down or like an app or something, you know, something that I don't have to service people. I mean, not that I don't like it. It's just I don't see myself doing that my whole life. So Ooh, you know, and a passive income, you know, like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the dream. You that know? is so, the dream. So, yeah, those are just bigger, bigger goals. But there's like other things like, let's see, I want to be an extra in a movie and, yeah. or, or a film or whatever. Um maybe live in new york for like a year um yeah i mean i mean i have a lot but it just happens it just happens as a uh, life happens because i can't really plan anything so which is crazy to me i can't <laughs> i don't understand like how you navigate throughout this world without like a solid not even like a solid plan yeah but i need like at least like a foundation of like okay like end of the month, Ian and I are going to like Valle de Guadalupe, and then in March we have a few travels planned, and then like the things in between mm. like kind of fall through or like mm. you know like kind of trickle in. Yeah. And it's just like I like that, 
it gives me that sense of like security and it gives yeah. me that sense of like yes i have something to look forward to i uh-huh. do get what you mean as like being a freelancer and living like each day as you will because yeah. Honestly, like you could work from anywhere, right? So yeah. like working out of this coffee shop, for example, to uh-huh. literally working from home. Uh-huh. Like there is so much freedom, hence the name freelance. Mm. But like I mean with freelance uh, it's so you, stressful. With freelance, like I don't think a lot of people understand until they do it, but very true. You gotta yeah, essentially you gotta work like three times harder than you do if you had a job that pays you and gives you a schedule. Just because you are in charge of your schedule and getting your money. Um I don't know. I guess I would just say, like, I've been doing doing creative stuff for, like, at least 10 years professionally, like, for at least five, and then freelance for at least three. So, like, there's kind of, like, a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, my way of thinking is, like, my way of thinking is, like, ever-evolving or whatever, but one of the things that I like to stick to is that we have to detach from the process of things. Like, things will happen the way they do. It's just important to have these goals. So, like, I mean, I told you a few of mine, and um, I don't attach, like, a date to them, really. Maybe, like, a like a loose number, a loose, like, statement. But I don't want to get attached to how to achieve them. Because, you know, like, when you have a whole plan and thing and, and all that, and things, like, don't go the way you plan it, that is, like, as a creative, that's, like, really detrimental to, like... Mm your like state of mind you're like oh my gosh i'm a failure like it's not going the way i want it to and i think as creatives like we're kind of like control freaks like that so i've been learning to like let go let go of that um and like i said like everything still gets done it just gets done in the way that happens really i don't know (laughs) i don't know that not to get deep but that's that's just really how i like to do things yeah and I'm trying to apply like word, like more words and concrete things to what I'm trying to do. My homie told me about smart goals and all that. I think the only thing that I really liked out of that is um, make concrete uh, like milestones. Mm-hmm. So I think milestones are important. Just like with the health thing, like I was like focused on my weight loss last year, and all throughout my whole life, I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna lose weight. Like, okay, and then it doesn't really happen. Maybe a couple pounds here and there. But I think after I said, like, yo, I'm going to get to this number, and then maybe this is how I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. but I'll be flexible about it, I lost, like, 40 pounds because I just, like, said, this is what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. And then even this year, like, I, I attached, like, a loose number to, like, my financial goals, maybe just, like, a concrete goal, like, paying my debt off, like, really achievable things if I actually work towards them. But I don't have, like, in a week, like, I'll be this far ahead paid yeah. off on on things but maybe by June like 75 to 100% off you know like yeah. just give yourself some wiggle room like I think okay so like yeah with the with the weight loss thing the diet thing like I do like keto like that's really a forgiving diet I think like I can eat all the things I like in crazy like semi crazy proportions like I love steak steaks and meats and all that I I eat vegetables. I don't have anything against vegetables, but I can't just eat vegetables. Like I can't be a vegetarian. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think vegetarianism is super forgiving. Like, it's like there's like a lot of stigmas and a lot of things behind it. At least with keto, like, it's all about eating fats and proteins the right way, and everything on top of that is up to you. Like I did like weight training at a trainer. 
and it was really just about how fast or what in what way I wanted to achieve my goals. So I think doing things forgivingly like helps out mm-hmm. creatively, mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever. Because it's easy to get discouraged, man. Like it just it sucks. It puts you in a funk, and that's time you'll never get back. So mm-hmm. I'd rather do things consistently than intensely. That's like my motto for this year: do uh, consistency over intensity. So. Consistency yeah. over intensity in all ways. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so speaking about consistency, and then your events. Yeah. When can we expect them to happen? The next event is Clean Slate, February 24th at Idea One. It's an all thrift vintage one called the Come Up. Essentially, you're just digging for all the gems that you want. Like, we're going to have a lot, because a lot of our vendors are uh, thrift and vintage, and it seems to be one of the main um, interests in vendors and consumers alike. So, we just wanted to provide one place to do it. Probably going to offer more the- thematic markets throughout the year um a regular clean slate with all types of vendors is going to happen like after that sometime um each one teach one classes are going to start in the summer and we'll have a lot of events leading up to that like there's a panel that i think i'm still on (laughs) uh i mean i probably shouldn't even say that but i don't know like we're it's an event planning panel happening in like two weeks i think um but andy's with me so i was like okay maybe andy should just be on it and i'll do the design one but um, i'm still on it so if you're still if you want to go there and learn about event planning like from the start like you should go to that it's by super like on point talented people um thrown together by sound futures the the entity we're like partnering up with for, with each one teach one so mm. yeah that's gonna happen throughout the year leading up to the classes and then who knows what else what other events i got going on i don't know i have a lot of ideas so any that you're willing to talk about uh i want to do like a, an active one like an active event like health or, or sports related or something like because i'm super competitive and I like I like to <laughs> I compete. Think you've been talking about this, yeah. Yeah, I like to compete, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a type of adrenaline that I like. Like sports, like I played sports in high school, and I, I mean I can keep up with people, you know, like now. But um, yeah, I don't know what that's gonna be. I want it to be like super cool and not expected. So I'll leave it at that. And like I'll pro- running? Nah, dude, I can't run, dude. Like like basketball. Like, no, okay, I'll, whatever. I'll, I want to do a ping pong event. I'm going to do a oh. ping pong event, dude. <laughs> That's not what I expected. Yeah, like, like I said, <laughs> not what you expected, but cool if we can if we can make it cool. Mm. And I mean, that's partly like what I like to do with the events is just put a cool spin on it, you know? Yeah. Just like Clean Slate, it's a swap meet. Like, uh, swap meets are cool, but like, they're usually like older folks that like kind of just find shit and sell it on on a blanket you know what i mean that's true so but this time (laughs) but i wanted to frame it almost as like a trade show like i tell all the vendors Ah. yo like set up your space the way you want like some people have done some cool shit you know yeah and then each one teach one the cool spin on that is it's all peer-to-peer like those are people you've seen the community or like you've seen their work maybe you don't know who they are and they're just super talented like fortunate enough to get dane danner to teach graphic design and he does 
all the consortium stuff like you mm-hmm. we've all eaten at the restaurants and been amazed at the designs and the quality of everything and that's the guy who does it and i respect him a lot and i'm i'm glad like people we respect like are willing to work with us so that's yeah. what that's what gets me stoked i'm not i don't like that clout shit i like people who respect me like that i respect so that's what it's about too on the side mm. i like that but yeah it's, all these events i want to do an active event i want to do more community stuff just kind of bring all my interests together find reasons to work with the homies and put more people on because a lot of people clean slate it's like their first event and it just ah. feel like it matters that stuff matters it totally does shout out andy internet he put me in my first art show in san diego so Aww. that's why i love him to death so yeah oh that's so exciting yeah. there's so many really fun things i feel like you you bring to the table i suppose especially mm-hmm. with like your clothing and then with your podcast mm-hmm. i'd love to hear more about your podcast and like okay what i think that's basically how we how we started this conversation mm-hmm. Ooh, i'm gonna pull up this quote okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is from the first convo we had with Veej in 2016. Dang, a quote? (laughs) And you said, creatively, it doesn't really phase me if I fail. I've never really been scared to put myself out there. And even with the podcast, hearing my voice makes me cringe sometimes. But I'm putting myself out there on all of these different platforms. And I've been telling people that I want to reach as many people as I can. And I found that me documenting everything I'm doing and putting it out there has inspired people to do their own thing. And that's enough for me. Yeah. Nah, that's still true. I'm not really... I was thinking about the other day. Just because, you know, life happens and I was thinking about a lot of things. Uh, I'm not really afraid to make financial decisions, you know, business decisions. Dude, the only thing I'm scared of is talking to girls, but I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was telling Ivan, dude, I was like, dude, I don't really, I don't really know what I'm doing. So, but... Dude, I have a creative idea. It's easy for me, you know? So, um, yeah. The, creative, how do you talk to girls? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I used to have a way with words, but now I'm just kind of stutter or, like, stumble around <laughs> things, dude. <laughs> I just have a lot of thoughts in my mind, you know? Like, we let's just hang out in silence for a second, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, no, but so, about that quote. So, the podcast, yeah, I think sharing story, I think, it's really important to share your story or your talents because i think at least with everything i'm doing uh, i've been i don't know blessed like to be hardworking and acquire these talents and nourish them and hone them like why wouldn't i use them to the best of my ability to kind of change the world or something in my own little way Mm -hmm. like i think that is my main purpose or goal is to Create like for one, create something that outlives me, Ooh. or an effect or whatever. I don't know what it is yet, and to change the world, and whether it just be one person, or spark an idea, or just like maybe because a lot of times, dude, like you can say something to somebody, and in their head, they might not even say it to you, but yeah. they're like, "Oh, this is what I needed to hear, dog." Like that's very true. That shit happens. Like that shit happens to me, and then that that happens to people, and it's so dope when people like tell you that it matters. Like what you said just matters. Like not even to your own ego but like you're not preaching in a choir like you're actually because sometimes you can feel like corny you know what i mean oh yeah for sure. so i think some people think that putting yourself out there is corny but i I found that's like the best way for me on multiple levels to to 
up my business to make friends to make worthwhile connections like all my friends pretty much all through the internet like or just word of mouth through like from what started on the internet you know just like twitter instagram and all that and i mean i just took the 21st century approach and part of it showing up to things too and just being a familiar mm-hmm. face and yeah being vocal about things so yeah the podcast is just one platform to do that um and like i was saying like my friends are super talented i think they have really important things to say and stories to share and because i might not have a relatable story to the listeners but maybe one of these people i talk to something will resonate you know like something always that's why i talk to these people because i write i write down specific questions because like i said i know them and there's certain things that they can address that others can't address yeah like yeah, the first person I talked to was Quinn. She has a kid. Aww. You would never have been able to tell because she looks super young, dude. Yeah. And she has a kid. I talked to her about how that might have affected uh, her creative path and all that. I talked to certain people about, like, just spiritual mental health, you know? Like, I talked to people about freelancing. I talked to people about um, when's the right time to collaborate. Like, just these specific things that I think people think about. And then maybe they just need an example you know mm-hmm. or they need somebody to say it something because i mean like, i mean let's face it not a lot of people are going to share like free game like on yeah it's true. on the world wide web you know or like or whatever you know they or they so, charge for it they or, charge for it yeah. i mean they should if they if they really like if that's their craft and they should charge for it but um i don't know like i think there's a trust in in podcasting like that you're gonna you're gonna spread my message the right way or like so i think that's really a powerful tool for people especially because it's like the wave right now so yeah that's that's why i like podcasting (laughs) and i get i get a chance to just bullshit with my friends for like an hour and a half that's true it's very true (laughs) (laughs) i know a few days ago or was it like a week ago sometime in the last week yeah when we finally got to catch up in the new year and stuff um i know we're talking about like self-worth yeah. as a freelancer and as an entrepreneur just like you know kind of like what we talk about like how do we price ourselves or how do we uh-huh. know like you know how do we take ourselves more seriously yeah. in this space uh-huh. was that the question how do you take yourself more seriously yeah and I guess like you know how do we figure out our worth because mm-hmm. I feel like so many people who are like interested in like taking the leap or mm-hmm. are like like oh man like I'm really good at photo but I have this nine to five that like supports me right now and it's dope yeah. and I've been wanting to take the leap for years now but I haven't like what what's that defining factor like is there obviously there's no set price yeah you know but uh-huh. what's like your piece of advice to like freelancers or aspiring freelancers who maybe just don't really know where to start or don't know what their worth is. So I think, I don't know, I might have a lot to say about that or I might just be repeating myself when I, when I talk about this. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this, but um, I preach a lot about consistency. Like I've been doing this like 10 years. Like you can't tell me like my 10 years aren't worth a certain amount of money or my time is worth certain amount like i went to school for this like i paid a lot of money for equipment and schooling and spent a lot of hours like building my portfolio 
um, making connections and all that. And I think you can leverage your time, like your experience. Either that, if you're naturally talented and if you're just or just really talented, leverage your talent, dude. Like I'm not naturally talented. Everything I really worked hard for, even in school, like it's funny because if you go to art school, you might be the best one at your high school, and then you go to art school, you're like, you're like not even top five dude like (laughs) i suck dude like i was in classes with uh people from europe that have been designing websites since they were 10 i was like oh my gosh dude i I just know how to custom customize my myspace that's about it they but they code and i'm like yo (laughs) okay we have different strengths you know so i think that i think i hate i was kind of thinking about this the other day like kind of hate using the word leverage it just sounds like really shitty but yeah i think it's important like that's your worth is like all these things that I'm building, I can leverage for co- to clients or to companies I want to work with. I'm like, yo, like I built this value. Mm. Like, yo, as a designer or creative, whatever you're doing, you built your value, dude. Like, for one, I don't think anybody's time is more important than anybody else's. Like, I think, and that comes from I volunteered the other week, and all these people came out to distribute shoes and stuff, and I'm like, yo, like. I, all I did was ask this dude like how his day was, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, dude! Like, you asked me how my day was, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, man! Like, you're here, right? I'm here. Like, let's have a conversation." And I was just like, in my head, it's just weird that people think their time are more is more important than others mm-hmm. just because of their job title or financial status or whatever. And I think as a creative, you need to at least have a base worth that you know. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm super confident in everything that I do creatively and professionally. Like, I know that I'm going to make it in a certain way, but I know not everybody has that. People have different upbringings. Like, I'm lucky enough to have a, a supportive, like, support system, like a great support system, family and friend-wise. So there's not really much I can say about that. Like, I think that's important. So if you have a great one, lean into that, you know, because... Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go where you're appreciated, and then you'll feel like a million bucks. So, Aww, um, that. so that's one piece of advice. Yeah. Um, saying no is important. If they don't want to pay you, you're worth it. Saying no, there's another client that'll that'll pay you. Um, as many times as you say no, you might just need one yes. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. and it, essentially everything's a numbers game. You're gonna get a, like a million no's and a thousand yeses, but a thousand yeses. Time, was like a thousand times what is it like ten ten thousand or a hundred thousand that's a million dollars like throughout the years you might get your fucking hundred thousand ten thousand yeses <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that was supposed to mean but um, just yeah it's a numbers game so just keep be persistent be consistent um yeah consistency over intensity like you can get three like three uh ten thousand dollar gigs or you can get fifty thousand dollar gigs throughout and then who came out on top the fifty thousand dollars but i'd love to do less work for more money but that it's just a numbers game um and it's really just self-love man like this freelance like creative life in general not just freelancing is like a labor of love like nobody's gonna believe in you more than you believe in yourself Mm. like your friends will gas you but what's really important is if you believe in that times 10 even i have a hard time believing things that people tell me but 
I know that all the things I've accomplished, not I haven't, I don't, I don't accomplish them on my own for one, but um, I think I instill and contribute a certain value to everything that I touch, and mm-hmm. that's the value <laughs> that I charge, like plus tax and plus interest, you know, to yeah. companies that can pay me. So, um, yeah, and there's there's also like just some practical things like they say you shouldn't do free work but in the beginning do free work that's manageable for you like get your bars up get clientele up make make great connections that's like another piece of advice like don't do one-off connections just like oh he's a client and that's it a lot like probably 75 percent of my work are through my homies throughout the years like we're not super close or anything but they know every time I see them, it's good. Or like we can grab lunch or like it's not superficial small talk, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. But I think the power in that is be them knowing you're the go-to. Like they need a graphic designer. Yeah. Like, oh, Vij does that. Like, let me just hit them up. That's happened so many times. So, yeah, leverage. Leverage, leverage. your connections. Um, leverage your work. Um, say no and yeah just find the right circle of people that'll support you and yeah you can do anything you want to do so what are your thoughts on self-promotion i feel like Mm -hmm. because you do it yeah you put yourself on yeah like you said you have to believe in yourself for Mm -hmm. you to like do this Mm -hmm. and i know at least when I first started, I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to tell people I'm like, uh, I'm yeah. going to I'm doing this thing and I'm asking for help. Right. Yeah. What are your what's your point of view and what's your perspective on that? Because I feel like, you know, and I have this conversation sometimes of like, oh, shit, like, are we talking about ourselves too much? Uh-huh. Like we have like you said, we have these skills and we're, we're ready to share it with the world. But then there's maybe that brief pause of like, fuck, like, am I putting myself on like too much? Is mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is it coming off as cocky? Is it like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I like I like we said before, like it can come off as corny, you know, like it's hard because like I said, as creatives we're just hard, we're or i didn't even say this yet but we're like hard on ourselves we're probably like our biggest critics right so mm-hmm. we're like oh man i should shut up about this or like you know i shouldn't share this or i shouldn't blow it up but um one thing i'm super i super believe in is like the power of intention you know so if your intention is to spread your message and your message is a good one it's a worthwhile one and um it betters you and in turn betters everybody around you then why not dude like that should be a bigger priority you know mm-hmm. and and we have all these tools in front of us um why not use them blast it out uh, people who support you are gonna spread it for you um so i don't have anything against like self-promotion it's just the intention behind it like sometimes i'm like a good judge of characters so i'll be I'm like i sometimes i can read like people's intentions like i'm, I'm sure everybody mm, totally. to a certain level can yeah. read somebody's intentions like oh like oh this is definitely just for the check or like <laughs> this is just an ego boost like you know just it's dependent on the person the purpose mm-hmm. and i think those two things contribute to the intention and that's what is important to me just yeah like with my time like i use it with intention i think that's partly how i can do all these things is 
everything I do with, is with a purpose and intention to to whatever goal it achieves, you know? Yeah. Talking about um, all the things that you do, I know there's been moments of stress because I've seen yeah. you in them. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> so how yeah. do you deal with it? And how do you overcome kind of like that anxiety and that stress mm. that comes behind either a big project or yeah. like you on tour with like the hustle and bustle of things or, you know, right before a, an event? Um, I mean, I think there's a couple ways to deal with that. Uh, one thing I'm one thing I'm like semi getting better at is asking for help mm -hmm. that's one thing I think just as proud people I think everybody's proud to a certain extent they just don't want to be vulnerable or just they want to do it all themselves but uh, one of the big homies told me one time was that the earlier you figure out that you can't do everything yourself the farther off you'll be you know that really stuck out to me and that was does really crazy shit then i feel like i could have been a lot farther along if i kind of just delegated things or just been like mm -hmm. yo i need help and people are willing to help that's the thing dude. you just really gotta ask like, yeah for sure because people are nicer than you expect like especially the people that you know that are hella real like they're not to help um other than ask for help like talking about it's great just like yeah when we got lunch you know like i was super passionate about all the bullshit about <laughs> that was happening so i was like i think that, we all were we were both kind yeah. of like gosh so just getting that off crazy. your chest yeah. and then he hearing somebody who's like yeah like same like yo we're not alone in any boat that we're in mm -hmm. like Very true. it's just a matter of like sharing or being vulnerable and like all that well yeah yeah, that's what Alyssa tried to Alyssa tried to coin that a couple of years ago. I don't know. It was so close. So it was close to happening, but uh, I'm still working on that. I'm not very good at speaking out, speaking up about things like that. But um, what else? Anxieties and stuff. Um, yeah, I think more self care and just being forgiving with yourself. Like, okay, like you do, you're not locking these clients down, or you're not making this much money. But then there's like small victories that you can really claim that contribute to your life. Like maybe one part of your life's not popping, but like this other side is popping. Just be grateful for that. You know, for sure. people will tell you to be grateful for waking up every day. You should do that, too. It's kind of hard to remember because we just live day to day. But um, that's important. And then, yeah, I mean, there's like really practical things. Just like take up different habits like exercise or like find a hobby get a dog getting a dog is out that's cool i got a dog he's like my, he's like my best homie like just Aww. we're just at the crib just hanging out he's he's going through his like rebellious like puppy phase like his teenager phase like he'll just shit wherever he wants dude. like he like learned how to do it on the pad and then he just unlearned it like you know i don't know what i don't know how to like raise his dog but uh i had to like lock him in his like his uh thing is like cage or whatever it's called like before i left because he was like chewing up boxes the other day oh, when they left him to walk around while we were gone. But um, yeah, just yeah. spend time with people or like stuff like that. That shit helps, man. Really, just there's a lot of practical practical things that we forget about because we're lost in the sauce about everything that we're doing. It's true. It's so. very true. Yeah. I was a. Uh, hearing your story earlier and it sounded like you sounded like such a filipino uncle like hmm, 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 like you were Which doing one? that was what? that you 
Oh, the dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah you to yeah. Nori. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> no, like I'm your good. Filipino uncle really yeah, came out right now. Like, I'm going to just try to hand me these Pringles and he hates ASMR. I was going to ASMR this. He probably would have shut it off. He probably would have shut this podcast <laughs> off. But, um, but yeah, no, nah, my dog is sick. Like he's, he's partly my son and just like my, my dad like just calls him like my brother and uh, whatever, like. Still, I'm still gonna take care of him like he's my son. So I do. It. I, I'm the only one in the house that really disciplines him, other than my mom. But so I'm really happy you got a dog. That's something you've been talking about forever. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting a dog, and then yeah, just being around <laughs> being around people that have dogs and <laughs> just kind of influenced me to do, to get one. So. Aww. I'm so excited. Yeah. So what? Okay, I think we're close to wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. So one last, a few last questions for you, Veach. Okay, yeah. Um, what do you think is your superpower? What is my superpower? Um, is, <laughs> I haven't said clout. So I think it connects to that, but it's um, what people tell me a lot is just being able to connect the dots, like putting people in the same room together that need to be in the same room together, or just connecting people to opportunities um whether that just be through an email through the events or just sitting in the room with them and just chopping it up like partnerships happen with a quickness like it doesn't have to be super formal you know like i've gotten people jobs gigs all that introduce them to their best friends and all that like i think that's great because yeah people have said somewhat of a good judge of character and i think putting two great people together is like an amazing thing you know what i mean you never know what they're gonna produce man like that shit is crazy um yeah just being that one degree separation like the podcast so yeah i think that's it and that's just been through me networking and just being overall friendly i think that's a super superpower too just fucking being nice to people being kind, that will yeah. really get you far dude like don't listen to people where you, they say you have to be fucking aggressive and shit just be nice People who says be aggressive i don't know just like or just be hella anti i don't know dude oh i'm in yeah just oh like, yeah his if you listen to his podcast episode he straight up said like fight somebody so yeah you gotta listen to the context of that one but uh no yeah just be in, kind in intentions people like we were saying like people can read intentions i think mm-hmm. people understand that i mean well and that's gotten me work that's uh, made me a lot of friends a lot of lifelong connections and has gotten me to accomplish a lot of things that i've done so yeah just connecting dots and being kind really superpowers one last piece of advice you want to give to our audience oh man i feel like uh, i feel like i just i said a lot of things that i I would give advice as you know your final words like you're gonna leave them with this Uh, I'm gonna leave them with oh damn this is a hard one this is because this has to be a good one like I feel like I might have said a couple good ones then this has to be a good one um let's see damn dude Right, just edit out my pause, man. I'm just stop thinking about this. No. <laughs> no? We I'm don't edit these. You're not going to edit this pause? Mm-mm. Um, one piece of advice. In a, Okay, a deep piece of advice is not even an advice. It's just a statement that 
whatever it is you want or whatever you're doubting yourself on is you're enough that's it like mm. it might take some convincing i don't think the world was really built for us to feel like we can accomplish a lot of things you know like but at the heart of everything with the right amount of work the right attitude like you know you can accomplish and have whatever you want um yeah i think that was, that's good enough so. okay i say i tell myself that every morning oh is that your affirmation yeah i'll say so i have like a whole list but i just i say that yeah i'm enough I and i deserve that. every i deserve everything i want you do you do we all do <laughs> i mean not what you want but like we no, deserve yeah. what we you, want yeah you should just say that you should say <laughs> the i when you say it you know what i mean yeah like, so yeah and know. one last question if you could have coffee and combos with anybody who would it be oh man uh, i feel like i feel like this should have changed but the easy answers because i wrote wrote it down on my name tag when um you did oh, yeah. unfiltered I think it was Donald Glover. I think that's the only one that kind of left stayed the same. Because I also put The Rock and Elon Musk. But they've done a lot of crazier things in the past year or two. But Donald Glover is still a genius. So. He does like everything creative. Very that true. man thinks in a different way. And he really doesn't care, you know? True. Very and true. I've, I don't know. I think that's important, too. Like, not, not caring, too, about how you how you may look if you do put yourself out there or if you do start a project just i know we're afraid of looking stupid but you would uh, like years from now you're, you're gonna be like oh i was stupid for not even trying you, know? so, you don't want to live with regrets so. that's so. true i like that yeah. sweet i was like all her stone well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. If you can let everybody know uh-huh. where to follow you. Um, on my on Instagram, it's at Vigzilla. There's three E's. Um, Why? That, I'm the third. Valentine the third. Oh. Not really, but the, it's just, you know, there's oh, like, the you know, there's like <laughs> DJ and there's like Deej, you know? Like, so it's VJ and it's Vige. But um, yeah, uh, and then everything's pretty much linked to that. You can find my clothing brand, One and None, on there. That's oneandnone.co as a website. Um, each one, Teach One is linked there. Uh, Clean Slate's linked there. And Podcast is linked there. And then Portfolio is Find my work there. It could use some updating, but it'll give you a general sense of what I do. And, yeah, I mean, the best way to... Follow my personal thoughts as a Twitter. I'm like an <laughs> abuser of Twitter, dude. I'll be just be saying shit. But yeah, I'm on social media. I'm not afraid to share, really. So Instagram and Twitter, just keep up with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.